Whoa, what's what's this? RC's Big Air Sponsorship. Hey, guys! Did you know we got sponsored? I'm gonna play this disc real quick. RC's Big Air is your number one location for high quality RC car entertainment. Each video is packed with great music, beautiful landscapes, and cool tricks all in short, easy to pick up segments. So cruise on over to RC's Big Air on YouTube to start watching today. That is right, everyone. Fireside Dice has had their first official sponsor. Like the ad spot was saying, RC's Big Air is a phenomenal YouTube channel that creates high quality, really entertaining RC car videos. And they were kind enough to sponsor a bunch of mics for some of the players in our group. So starting here on episode 14, moving forward, our audio quality is going to sound much better. And you've actually already gotten a little sneak peek at the new audio if you've listened to the Waves of Madness one-shot and the anniversary Emberside chat. We were able to use the new mics for those. So we're so excited. Huge thank you to RC's Big Air. Everyone, you need to go check out his videos. But without further ado, let's kick off today's episode. Oh, hello, friend. Come. Join us by the fire. The story's about to begin. Welcome everyone back to Fireside Dice. Um, you might notice that you're hearing me a little bit clearer now. And I actually really like that because we actually, we got sponsored. Um, to thank RC's Big Air. We're providing some mics for a little bit of a better setup for each of us. Well, most of us. Hopefully, going forward, we have a little bit of a better audio quality for each of you to hear. Really big thank you to them. So, in terms of what happened last time on Fireside Dice, I, I know that I could give the big ol' spiel because I went and reviewed myself because we haven't played in a little bit, not gonna lie. So, with that in mind, do one of you guys want to give us a rundown of what happened? I can do it, because I literally just re-listened to those episodes today so I could remember what happened four months ago. <laughs> I wasn't going to say how long it was, it's, but yeah, thank It's you been for, a while. Thank you for I moved, <laughs> things happened, we did a Halloween one-shot, it, it was all good. The last two episodes, so the last session we did, we got saved by Vincenzo, his help so that we aren't wanted by the law anymore so we went home we rested we met levin she showed up and was completely floored by the oddness that is our group and then after a good night's rest bart went to talk to orpheus and hated his life for every second of it while balfour and surrey and levin went to go get provisions for our trip and subsequently came home with 300 strips of bacon 
you said provisions and my brain immediately went it wasn't provisions that's that's a doc that, <laughs> surrey that actually did get provisions balfour spent all of his money literally every cent of it on bacon that he cooked and filled bartholomew's house with the smell of and then we planes walked to innistrad there we got a little separated in the walk uh levin and bart ended up not where we wanted to go while balfour and surrey ended up in shadow grange as expected and Levin and Bartholomew Levin and Bartholomew ran into Streffen on the way to Shadow Grange, which was an interesting experience. Found out that he wants a girl named Irene, got to Shadow Irene. Grange, grouped up, went to the Burgomaster's house to be like, hey, yo, what's up? What's going on? And they were like, oh, yeah, this creepo wants to marry my daughter and she doesn't want to. And we were like, OK, we'll help smuggle her to another town. And that's where we're at. That was very good. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Great. So, I hope it's not too early to say this, but roll for initiative. What? Wait. Oh, by the where way, where did we leave off? By the way, Riley's not here. Forgot to mention that. Riley will hopefully be joining us later and later, but for now, hopefully, at the very least, next episode. Visit some witches. Actually, it is a little bit early. We haven't gotten to the point of initiative yet. I I okay. jumped the gun. I'm just super <sighs> excited. You just want to kill us so bad. I was going to say, last I remembered, we were sitting in, like, a living room, so... No. Okay. So, you guys had the funeral for the Burgomaster and saw the That's March right. of Ghosts going up to Mauer Estate. That's right. I forgot about the March of Ghosts. Then, after spending the night at the Burgo Mistress's house with Irina, just making sure that the house stayed safe and that nothing came in, as well as having free lodging... You guys have proceeded to go on the road out of Shadow Grange and are currently between Shadow Grange and the next town over, Lamas. So you crossed over a small bridge that went over the river that Bart and Levin were in last time, further down from where you guys initially came to Innistrad. Crossed over into a forest that is reported to have a camp of these of Bitterheart witches present. So Surrey, at the fork in the road, went down... Why am I going so tropey with this? Went down the road less traveled that looks a little bit less worn and was like, I'll catch back up. And you guys continued with Irina down the main track that has a little signpost that says Lamas X Miles and coming into a little bend in the road. You hear first and then you end up seeing two young girls how young are we like talking children preteens teenagers preteens preteens okay do they look like dirty like do they look like they've been traveling for a long time or are they so they have very fine dresses on that you can see are a little bit tattered and one of them looks to be comforting the other as she is, as her sister is weeping and says, don't worry, it'll be all right. Okay, Skylar is sus. Bartholomew is worried about these poor children. So he's going to approach them and he's going to, as he gets close, he's going to have his hands out as non-threatening as possible. He's going to, hey, hello, um, are you okay? What's wrong? Why are you doing out here alone? He got lost. He went out to play and, well... She took a little tumble. I did not 
looking around, is it pretty evident that we're pretty far from any civilization where kids would be leaving to go play? Like there's there's not a town the, or anything close by, right? The closest thing would be Mauer Estate, which you can see. Mm. So the river continues running, and just on the other side of it, it's not necessarily sheer cliffs, but it's pretty steep going up towards Mauer Estate. Where are you two from? You seem pretty far from home. I want you to roll a perception check, and the two of you in the back currently go ahead and do the same. A perception check? Yes. Ooh, that's pretty good. Okay. 23. 9 for 11. 17 mm -hmm. for Bart. 11. You are less worried about who these kids are and more worried about the potential threat of Shreffin Mauer, because this is the gal that he wants. And if she is out of the town, he's quite likely to come for her. Correct. So you're just, you're more taking a look around. Mm-hmm. Art, you, you're a dad, and you get that instinct of paternal care and taking care of every child. So you don't notice what but Baffer notices. Baffer, you've been called short by vampires, and that to you gives more enmity than anything else. And you can see that underneath a very thin veneer of a, an illusion, these two girls have blood soaked down the front of their dresses. And big ol' fangs, which you see them sink into Bart as we roll initiative. Oh my gosh! <laughs> if I if I saw them, do I get a reaction? I will give you one action. Guiding bolt. Okay. Oh, this is way too fun. Ouch, my jugular. <laughs> That's one way to put it's more it. More like you're femoral. I mean, they're they're preteens. They're not gonna. Well, you might be. Down I was on crouched your down. Knee. I like got down okay. on one knee when I yeah. got out to him. Yeah, so. we can go for the jugular. <laughs> go for that classic vampire to the neck. That's just guiding bolt first level. I rolled a 15 to hit. A 15 to hit? And which one are you aiming for? They, do they both have a hold of Bartholomew, or is it just one of them? So Bart got down on one knee in front of them, and they both, they went onto either side of him, and the one is taking a big old bite, because the other one that you choose is shooting, is being shot by a guiding bolt. That's gonna be the 14. Damage. 14, all right. Noticing this, you in an absolute desperate attempt to have them not get into your friend, go ahead and make your attack. And it called the ether a couple of times previously. Um, the first time when you had the ground, this verdant green energy rise and heal a man it's a similar looking effect but it crawls up from the ground goes along your arm as you reach your hand out and shoots forward like a dart and smashes into this girl and you can see her visibly scream in agony as this radiance this pure energy of the ether of the flow of life oh dear on my end, because the other girl, she ends up getting a big old bite into Bart. 
No. So we have. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> no. Stop saying these things. <laughs> that will be 18 damage to Bart. Ooh. Oh no. It's all good. Just almost half my hit points. So Ruby is going to run up because she got hit by that guiding bolt and is not very happy about it. And she is going to miss. So no damage to you. Woo. And that is all that she has. So Levin, with that, it goes to you. All right. So I'm going to move. I can move like 15 feet, right? And be flanking with Baufer. Yep. Okay. I will do that. Take a jab with my spear, two-handed. The, the thing I'm definitely proficient in, and there, there were no uh, hesitation or doubts. Um, that is a 23. 23 will hit. I assumed, you know. So damage, that will be 11 piercing damage. 11. Nice. Okay, so Ruby is not looking too happy at this point. Good. Not too happy or not too good, because those are different things. Not too happy. Okay, I know. noted. That's okay. I still have another attack, which I will be using again on Ruby with advantage. <laughs> Go ahead and roll Once the hit. Once again, two-handed uh, spear. So with advantage, that is 19 to hit. 19 will hit. Okay. Oh, I'm trying to think. When I declare flurry of blows... Okay, after I take the attack action. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure when I so declare... So you can either okay. take a bonus action to attack, mm -hmm. or you can do flurry of blows. Okay, so that's 10 points of piercing from the most recent spear, and then I will spend a key point right now to make two unarmed strikes. Oh, because... Oh my goodness, yeah, you have extra attack, mm -hmm. don't you? I do, yes. Level five. Okay. And then, so the unarmed strike, number one, with advantage. So, okay, 17 to hit. 17 will hit. For eight bludgeoning. And then last one, 23 to hit, which I'm assuming, uh, going off recent trends. I don't hit. know, possibly. <laughs> I, I Just go ahead and roll for the damage. Just Yeah, just yeah, just in case. That's Turns nine out more damage. Her AC goes up with every hit. That would be miserable. That would be terrible. I've thought of doing enemies like that, and it's scary. Okay. I don't want to toot my own horn or anything, but I just did the math. That was like 38 points of damage. Nice. Um, that will be all. That'll be all. Uh, next. Hey, you didn't give me damage for your last melee. Oh, did I not? I'm sorry. No, it was nine. Nine? Nine. Yeah. Nine. So you dealt zero points of damage. You dealt no damage, right? That's how this goes? Okay. Mm -hmm. Sure. <laughs> so, after Levin, Carmine. Carmine looks up at you, Bart, and the guy's drops. You can see your blood mingled with that of perhaps a dozen others going down the front of her dress as she says, you're delicious. She goes for another bite. Ooh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't make that face. Critical hit. 
No! Blood dice. No! No! Uh, no, you're lying. If I had no, just had I my turn, not. I had a plan. <laughs> Don't worry, the necrotic damage rolled really low. Well, that's but good, that's I guess. That's not thing that would be doubled. That is 15 damage to Bart. <sighs> that she's going to move around Bart, be flanking with her sister. She's going to say, Uncle, I think we need you. No. Shut up, little girl. <laughs> that, Bart, it turns to you, Baffer, you're on deck. So, Levin would be technically considered within a 15-foot cube of me, right? Yes. I'm going to do it anyway, because Bart is in distress. So, in response to the two bite attacks that he just endured, he's really hurting, not feeling great. He's going to yell out in anguish, and I'm going to cast Thunder Wave. Oh. So, that is... Uh, bu -bu -bum. Everyone within 15 feet need to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, con save 16. Ruby's going to die. <laughs> I just guarantee that at this point. That's good. Carmine passed. Dang it. <laughs> She's the one Carmine. I wanted to push. 11 rolled a 17. Okay. So 11 and Carmine both pass. So neither of them get pushed. Uh, Ruby's corpse gets pushed 10 feet away after taking six damage. I hope she's a corpse. She's not dead. Dang it. Okay. Rolled so just low. say she's going to die because she's not looking too healthy at this point. I was hoping I'd kill at least one of them. I was hoping to push the one that bit me away, but apparently that didn't work. Um, okay, so when you say pushed away, how far back? 10 feet. 10 feet? 10 feet away from me. Thank you for pushing her out of melee range from Baffer. Um, would Baufer be able to get, sorry, real fast, would Baufer be able to get an uh, opportunity attack or no? Because it's being pushed. Considering that she's being pushed, I would say no. Okay. If she was moving I of tried. her own volition, then yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I did try. Let the record show I tried. So then uh, Bart is going to pull out his rapier so that he's armed and with one hand, he's going to have the rapier in front of him facing the girl that bit him. And the other hand has gone up to his neck and he's trying to stop the bleeding and hold it in. And that'll be is my turn. Is this the first time that Bart has pulled out his rapier? No, he pulled it out in the fight with the priest that we ran into after the first walk to Innistrad. He just didn't Did use he? it. Okay. Okay. He, he still hasn't used it, right? I can't remember if he used it in the fight with the vampire at the church. If he did it there, then no, he it hasn't has. used it yet. Still very, it, it's it's a very clean sword. We'll it is that very much. clean. Yep. It's ornamental more than anything. So Baffer, it goes to you and then it will be Irina. And how far away is Ruby now? Ruby, if you take five feet of movement, you'll be able to get in range. Yeah, I will if take If you would like that. to go for Carmine, the one who actually bit, then that would be 10 to 15 feet. Ruby's the one that tried to bite me, so I'm going to go for her. Hey. And Buffer is going to attempt a Great Axe strike. That's going to be 22. 22 will hit. That will be 10 damage total. Buffer's just going to rear back and come straight down onto Ruby with this axe. 
Okay. And you you get a big old strike across her. Like she is she's ragged at this point. Alpha's somewhat shocked that she's not dead yet. These two kids are far older than they seem. The mix between shock and being impressed, because he's like, well, uh, she took that pretty good. That was a that was a good good one. Um Irina is going to go ahead and take her move. So Irina runs up, goes in between Levin and Buffer, and is now flanking Carmine with Bart. So she is going to take an attack with her with her rapier, which has a little bit of a different metallic sheen than Bart's rapier does. Another crit with the blood dice. Okay, I like this one. This one's okay. For minimum damage. <laughs> <laughs> Course. You know, you win some, you lose some, you fudge some. At this point, I can hear the sounds of a horse's hooves galloping, seemingly coming down the road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's nothing visible yet as you are currently in a bend on the track. Ruby is going to go, and Ruby is going to disengage, and she is going to run as far as she can. So. Even from the map perspective, she's about 10 feet off. And following that, Levin, it goes to you. So, Ruby, you said she's there. She's, she's Ruby actually is 10 running feet. off the map. Uh, she's like, she's currently off the map? Yes. Or she, okay. Yeah, she'll just target Carmine. Because I'm trying to think, Carmine, do I, oh, I do not technically have advantage on Carmine, do I? Do not. You are not flanking. That's fine. We're still gonna target Carmine, cause, well, what I could do is you're gonna try and like step up it, the wind, hunt her down. I was gonna say, I have a movement of forty feet. Is there a way that I could get within at least twenty feet of her? I feel like if you did movement so and step of the wind, you'd be able to get into range and be able to attack at Ruby. I will get within at least twenty feet of her. So, first is 17. 17 will hit. Okay. Uh, for seven points of piercing damage. Okay. She's still up? Yeah. <sighs> of course she is. Okay. And then a dirty 20. That will hit. For eight points of piercing damage. Still up. <sighs> and I don't think I can get any closer. Nope. What? Unless you want to take your step of the wind. Is another key well, point. even if I did that, I couldn't necessarily attack. And you would not let me try to grapple her or anything, right? That would be counted as like that, that a... counts as an attack. Mm -hmm. If I have Besides any more which, movement, you're at the point that you can see coming down the track a figure mounted on would say horseback, but considering that this horse is actually a nightmare, wouldn't be fully accurate now, would it? Hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, I see the nightmare and its rider, and Levin is going to spend a key point and take a dash action and return the 40 feet back to the party. It, she's okay. not going to let herself get caught up in that, get caught in the way. Right back to where she was? No, she'll move, so she's towards the front, close either to the side of Bart or just ahead of him. Okay. 
I will have her right next to Bart. That way she could attack the Carmine if she so chooses next turn. That works. Speaking of Carmine, it is now her. Ow, silver hurts. And she is going to take a bite into Irina, who is wearing a gorget. And so the fangs don't go in. And she's like, and a vampire hunter too? She's going to start running. Levin, if you would like to make an attack of opportunity. Bart, if you would like to make an attack of opportunity. Yes, please. I would love to. I'm pretty sure a 10 misses. It'll miss. Irina misses. He just can't bring himself to harm a child, no matter how devilish they are. That's a critical one for eight. So. You just don't hit. Yeah, I just don't hit. Yeah. So Carmine is running. Ruby is running. It is your turn. You can hear the hooves coming. Okay, I am going to cast Healing Word at third level. Very much needed, considering that he has taken a couple of hefty, hefty, hefty hits. Alright, got 11 health back. Anything else you want to do, Bart? No. Buffer, with that, it goes to you. Alright. How close is Carmine to me now? Carmine is 25 feet. Running towards the direction of the rider? Yes. Evan, did you let know, let them know who was coming? She would have mentioned at least that there was a rider approaching. And you would have recognized that it was Shreff and Mauer. Mm-hmm. You've met him before. She would have, I, she would have said that it was, at least to Bart, it was the person they, that they had met when they first arrived. So knowing that Balfour's or probably having overheard something along those lines is probably not going to run towards that area. Is Ruby also running that direction? Ruby is running far, far away. She, like, okay. she is very much mm-hmm. out of reach for, Bar- for okay. Balfour. Balfour's just going to kind of assume a, a readied stance. How, Do you want to get in front of Irina? Yeah, I'll get in front of Irina. Um, how close together are all of us? Right you are now? all within 10 feet of each other. I'm going to kind of, if I can, like, try to scoot Irina, like, keep her behind me and kind of scoot her behind the other two so that you, all three of us You've kind of got a good front. defensive formation going. Okay. I don't really think I have anything I can do right now, so that'll end my turn. Okay. So with that, it will go to Irina, who is going to go ahead, take a couple of steps back for behind a tree. And she is going to roll a stealth check. And with that, you see just ahead of you on the track, it is Lord Streffen Maurer himself. He comes in riding on a steed blacker than soot with flames instead of a mane. And he looks at you and says, Ah, Salence, bringing my bride? No, we couldn't find her. Oh, really? After I gave you such a hint, too. She wasn't there? I will gladly roll a deception on that. (laughs) Yes. I would like to do you to do so at disadvantage. Because Irina didn't do well on her stealth check. (laughs) Dang, one of them was a 17. Um, 14. Funny. You say you didn't find her, but there she is right behind you. 
Bart's going to turn around and be like, what? Why are you following us? He's gonna he's gonna dig in deep on this lie, even though it didn't work. Oh, my short friend Buffer. Buffer won't even like look him in the eyes, just looking straight level with his height across, probably like staring at his <laughs> horse's chest, just like refuses to give him eye contact. Is your other friend not here? Said that you were traveling with someone else previously. She's no. dead. Dear. Well, let. I will let you know that if I find her, I'll return her to you, though perhaps she won't be as friendly. Mm. That is, unless he looks pointedly at Irina. Rack in my brain, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Alfred's just kind of going to shrug, say, screw it, hold out his hands, guiding bolt. Oh, okay. At the same time, Bart's going to look back at Irina and he's going to cast Suggestion and tell her to run. Okay, so I need a spell attack from Buffer and I know that we were still in initiative. It's a little bit time is wibbly wobbly like a weird soup, whatever you want to (laughs) say. We'll have another surprise round and jump right back into the same (laughs) initiative order. That works. If so, if she's fighting off the suggestion, it's a wisdom save 16. No, leave you to the devil, fiend. Don't think so. I rolled an 18 plus four. 18 20, plus four will 22. hit. I'm really glad that I have this notepad out because Streffenmeyer has a little bit more HP. <laughs> I rolled all fours mm. somehow. So 16 damage total. Dang, that's good. You're gonna need more rolls like that if you want to beat him this time. Alfred's just done with this man. He does not enjoy his company. So what a kind way to put it. <laughs> Dreffenmauer doesn't want to kill his new bride, but proving to be less than liable. So, considering that he is upcasting that by four levels, that's gonna be an extra eight d eight. I beg your pardon, sir. I'm going to need everyone's hit point totals. Like Um, maximum or um, total at this moment. Balfour has 38 hit points. How much damage did Bart's Thunderwave do again? Was it six points of damage? Six points. Yeah. And on a save, it's half? Yes. Mm. So it starts out at five. So we'll start out with five and then we'll roll the additional eight. Wait, it's five plus eight? Ah, so a total of 13 D8s that he's affecting. So welcome everyone to our new podcast, Surrey Sideshow. <laughs> Where Surrey goes on an adventure to find new party members. So that was my five, so that's three. This is up to six. My current HP is 18, by the way, just in case anyone's curious. There's a lot of math involved with this spell. I'm going to say that much, but at least it's basic addition is subtraction of double digit numbers each time. Or what is your HP total? 18. Evan, what is your hit point total? It was 38. For what is your hit point total? 38 as well. Okay. So I don't know if Buffer's just short enough that there's some sort of radius effect that he doesn't get hit by. 
Baffer is the only one who is awake after Streffenmauer casts sleep. He is going to charge and do a riding attack against you, Baffer. That's a good hit. Don't like this already. I love it all at the same time. Oh, this man. <laughs> so that is 19 points of damage on Baffer. What does that take you to? 19. Just enough. So, as this attack comes by you, the last vestiges of this sleep spell take hold, and you knock out as well. They're officially out of initiative. By the time that each th of the three of you wake up, Irina is gone. You can hear off in the distance hooves running away, so it wasn't very long. But long enough that Streffen Mauer was able to grab Irina and get out of there. Levin is going to sit up and look over at Balfour, and she's just going to kind of smack him with the back of her hand. You are not very good at surviving, are you? I mean, I'm still alive, so technically. The glint, oh, the glint in her eye. Uh, grows stronger as she looks a little bit like she wants to strangle him, but is pulling herself together. Bart has sat up and is just staring at Streffen's castle, not saying anything. Alfred's just still laying on the ground looking up. Rain starts to come down as it so often does in this overcast and frankly dismal place from the red, red skies of Stentia. That slow drizzle, as though the world itself knows the loss that has just happened. Levin is going to stand up and kind of brush herself off. Well, there's not much we can do now, but move forward with our original task. She was... was not why we were here. We just got spanked. Bart's going to stand up and he's going to cast Sending to Surrey. And he's going to tell her, we're going to Streffenmauer's castle. And that's all he's going to say. And then he's going to start walking. Are we ready for that? I can't say anything back. It was Bart's spell. It was out loud, right? Yes, I think he word? whispers it out loud. So if you guys are next to him, you would have heard him say that. And he's obviously started making his way towards the castle. Uh, Levin, I think, is going to turn to Bart. And see him like starting to walk and she heard what he said and i think she's processing it what no what are you doing i'm saving that girl or die trying i will not let another demon win he's gonna stop he said all this still facing away from the group but he's gonna stop he's gonna turn and look at balfour and levin each in turn directly in their eyes He's going to say, I don't expect you to come with me. You will need to get the Atlas to finish the job, but I'm going after Irina. And then he's going to turn and keep going. Alpha will glance at Levin, look back at Bart, walking away, and a shrug, throw his axe over his shoulder and start following Bart, crunching on some bacon. <laughs> look. I understand you want to save her, and I don't begrudge you that. But now 
is not the time to do so. You were injured. At Levin yeah. saying that, I'm uh, Balfour's going to kind of notice how rough Bart looks and just kind of go over and kind of put his hand on his shoulder and is going to do first level cure wounds. Not intentionally. You can barely stand. If you go into that castle now as you are, you will do no favors to anyone. We do not have Suri. And she kind of takes a moment and is trying to like visibly collect her thoughts. I don't know if you have a grudge against this demon in particular, but nothing will be achieved if you chase after him. We need to at least take time to rest and recuperate. He's not going to kill her, slay her within the next few hours. We have time to do that much. Bart will stop after you say that. He's going to reach into his shirt and pull out his locket. He's going to flip it open and the little holographic image of his family is going to pop up. He's going to stare at his daughter's face and tears will start dripping down, mixing with the blood as he just sits there and thinks. And then he'll close it and he'll turn around and be like, you're right. I can't do anything. We need to rest. Thank you. He's just holding on to that locket. How far out is it? How far out are we from the nearest village where we were going to? Um, you're probably about halfway between the villages at the furthest point between. If you were to Perfect. go for the camp of Bitterheart witches that Surrey went to, it would be a, it would be less than half the time to get to one of the villages. If that makes any level of sense, I think that it did. Yeah, no, yeah. Okay. It's going to take less time for us to get to the camp than it is for us to get to either village. Hmm. Thank you for listening to Reason. Now, where do you want to rest? The Bitterheart you will be closest. So going back to the Bitterheart Witches is... It's a quiet journey. Recognizing difficulty that you all are under at this point but coming into the bitter heart witches there's a cheery fire people dancing and suri is like she has found her people in the village is there anywhere that bart could find like a basin of water or is there a creek nearby that he can hear there's actually a creek right next to this little camp that okay. you guys are in so he sees Suri and can tell that she's having a good time. Um, it lifts his spirits a little bit, but he's going to turn. He's going to, he'll say, I'll be, I'll be back in a minute. And he's going to wander off away from the group over to the creek. And he's going to kneel down and try and like clean off some of the blood off of his hands and get a handkerchief wet to start like trying, like cleaning the blood out of the locket from when he was grabbing it. And there's a, an older woman who comes and sits down next to you. It is important to you. I can see that. The rest of your clothes are also quite worn. Do you need me to get you a change of clothes? 
he absentmindedly like puts a hand onto the like his jacket coat and just sort of feels a little bit no that that's fine i'd I'd rather not part with this thank you though i feel a need to be a good host so if there is anything that you need please not hesitate to let me know he's gonna smile the kind of smile that doesn't quite reach his eyes and he's gonna nod and say thank you um forgive my manners what's your name my name is Ava. Good to meet you, Miss Ava. And he's gonna like glance back at the the rest of the group and he's gonna glance at Suri and he's gonna say My friend seems to be quite welcome here. She seems very at ease. She brought back my granddaughter to her parents. Um uh, and so and she seems to be a member of a different coven, but they're all of united front here on Innistrad. Well, it warms my heart to see her with her people. It does for me as well. I I can already tell that the rest of you are not from here. And Levin, what have you been doing up to this point? What a question. What a question. Um, I think that she is looking around... And she's seeing a lot, honestly, in short. And I think for just at least just like a moment, she feels a little bit lost. She just feels out of her depth. Um, There's a young girl who runs up to you. And Suri is following relatively close behind. Says, hey, this one's green around the gills. Just laughs and... Suri laughs a little bit, and the girl runs back, and Suri says, Annabelle doesn't mean it, and she's going to go back to the dance. Levin would turn to Balfour. Why would she not mean it? I am green around my gills. <laughs> I don't know. None of this makes any sense. No. Um, and I think she would kind of glance over at Bart, and... She has enough emotional intelligence to know that the man is not doing great. I feel like it's pretty obvious, yeah. right? Yeah. But she sees that he's sitting with the... Did you say she was an older woman? Yes. And okay. this old woman is in like that squat position just right next to mm -hmm. him. Okay. You can see that the two of them are in conversation. Speaking of, let's go back to that. Now, I will not tell anyone of my coven. You are outlanders. You could say that, yeah. We're not Considering that you are friends of Ceres, we will house you. Thank you. As long as you need, I will tell my people to not... And she looks back and hears Annabelle's comment. Make too much fun of your companions. Bart will chuckle a little bit. And his eyes follow the little girl as her and Suri return to the dance for a moment. I, I genuinely appreciate your hospitality. It, it has not been easy for us coming here. It is not a very welcoming place. But only come here at great need, I think. He's going to... So finish getting the blood off of his locket and he's going to tuck it back into his shirt and then 
He's going to look down and actually notice the blood got on his coat. He didn't quite realize that before. And he's going to brush it off. And as he does, he's going to cast Prestidigitation to clean the blood just off of his coat. Not the rest of his clothes, just his coat. Make it as pristine as possible. Ah, hello, magic user. I have a few skills. That is very much to be seen. Now, if I may ask, what does bring you here? Don't think that Suri just wants to have a family reunion. No, um, we were trying to help a young woman from Shadowgrange escape the influence of the fiend, and it didn't go as planned. And he's gonna, like, get lost in thought again for a moment, and he's gonna shake it off, and he's gonna stand up and offer a hand to help the woman stand up again and say... But our problems are our own. I don't want to trouble you in this obvious time of joviality. Our merriment does not need to distract from your troubles. Come with me to my tent. Okay. And he'll follow her. And going in, she's got a table, relatively small, probably like one of those folding tables that you would have if you were a traveling group. And she says, do you mind if I performed a card reading for you? I'd have to admit I'm not too familiar with the practice, but I'm intrigued. Well, I go ahead and get my cards. But Madam Ava explains that magic comes in a variety of forms. There are some who use their magic for good, some for ill, and there are some who have it just because. One of her particular tricks is fortune-telling. And she proceeds to explain that cards are one of the formats that she uses for this. She proceeds to explain that what she's going to tell Bart is a portent, something that could help if they continue going after the fiend, as he called him. First card that she reveals, she says, this card seeks to tell you a book, a hidden knowledge. For this one, unless I am mistaken, what you seek lies in a pile of treasure beyond a set of moon-silver doors. The card of the bishop is shown. For the second card, this card tells of a powerful protecting force. A holy symbol of great hope. See a lonely mill on a precipice. Treasure lies within. Card of the charlatan is shown. The third card that she says, this card is of power and strength. It tells of a weapon of vengeance, a sword of pure sunlight, moon silver. However, this one will not be easy to get to. That which you seek lies in the womb of darkness, the devil's lair, one to which he must return. These three tools will help you defeat Streffenbauer. However, you will not need to fight him alone. Your greatest ally will be a wizard. His mind is broken. His spells are powerful. The final, the final card here tells of where, according to our current knowledge, 
final confrontation with the fiend must be had. He lurks in the depths of darkness, the same place his bane is held. And with that, there's a power that has been in the room during the ritual. And Adam Ava, you can see that there's some spell energy that ends up leaving her during this process. It's almost as though she is casting an augury into the fate of the land itself. And as each of the cards is flipped over, there's a magical effect that goes out as though these fates are binding together. And Levin, Baffer, the two of you are sitting outside, probably sharing from the communal pot with, at this point, that Baffer's probably tossed a little bit of bacon and a couple of slices just to help up the flavor. He, he's sitting there next to the fire, explaining to one of the witches who has been stirring the pot the benefits that bacon grease can add to a stew. And as you're explaining this, there's some sort of resolve that enters into your heart. Some sort of power that comes from the land itself that goes up through the soles of your feet, through the seat that you are sitting on. It seems to just bind you to a fate. And each of you feel this in turn as these callings to the world of Innistrad itself go out. That is where we will end this episode of Fireside Dice. Thank you all so much for joining us in this episode of Fireside Dice. This show is produced by Realms of Roleplaying. Intro and outro music was created by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios. And all other sound effects and music were created by Monument Studios. We'll see you all in the next episode. She is an annoying little child, but... could say Brad. That starts with B, like bacon starts with B. I'm not making brat bacon, though. I will not stoop to those levels. I think it's pronounced brat. <laughs> no, I, I can't. No. Jail. Jail for you. No. Now we know why Bard is dying this session. <laughs> Levin stabs him in the back. I'm kidding. She would never.